So tell me, how does one sell a shitty product? How? All right. How do I sell a city? Um, you self, you have to self convince yourself that the product is good. Now I'll give you my background. I, mm -hmm. I have never used an alarm. I'm going to be honest. Like mm -hmm. I sold alarm systems for seven years and I was the number one sales guy. And there was a moment when I finished number one, I got a call from my father-in-law who I had sold Despite his will, his wife gets it. So my mother-in-law felt bad for me for some reason. Mm -hmm. So she figured she'd buy, knowing that they would never use the alarm system. They live in a nice neighborhood. They, you know what I mean? And then he has a house fire. Mm -hmm. And the smoke alarm is supposed to call the fire department. Well, it didn't call the fire department. Oh, and so I'm sitting there. His half of his house burnt down. The only thing that this would ever come in handy for is the fact that it's monitored 24 seven for fire mm -hmm. protection. So I get this phone call and he's like, dude, rip this thing out of my house. You almost killed my family. I just lost half my house. And I'm out there Holy slinging shit. this. I'm the number one rep. I'm the like face, the, the poster child, right? And I'm not saying alarms are bad. It, it's for people. It's for some. It's not for some. Whatever. But I had to. So to answer your question, imagine this. I'm going through this inner turmoil. I'm going up to homeowners and being like, dude, you have to get this. What if there's a fire? This would protect mm -hmm. your home. When my own family, you know what I mean? And what I did, I still finished number one. I was still able to keep in positive. I was still able to sell it. Um, knowing this, knowing this, knowing you kept this. doing it. Yes. Knowing this, oh, which, so to answer the question and I, I had to overcome a mental piece cause there's, you know, in my opinion, one, you just don't sell every product, but two, you also have to deal with the, the darts that get thrown around your product. Cause you might mm -hmm. have a, a good product for a lot of people, but not always the right fit, right? So you have to realize, okay, they're just not my customer. And I'm, I, I'm okay walking because I have an abundance mentality. But I, I, I had the belief system of, shoot, that happened to be one of the one of a million. It didn't work. Mm -hmm. Two, it's not my place to say whether they're going to get broken into or not. Knock on wood, hopefully they never do. But I had to convince myself Okay, if it were the once in a million chance you actually had a home invasion and they did rape your 12-year-old and that you didn't have you didn't have my alarm, that's on me. That's yeah. on me. Yeah. That, wow. You know what I mean? Way to so, spin it. Way to spin way it. Way to spin. Like I had to spin it to be like, wait a minute, Damn. let's talk about it. The 990,000 mm -hmm. don't get broken into and never even use it. But at that one calls me and that one person said this saved my kid's life okay then all of the nine hundred thousand we sold or whatever customer like then right it was worth it so that yeah. i mean you take that principle and you say okay how does that apply to my industry my product my whatever and it's like you kind of almost sometimes have to self-convince yourself or spin it a little bit so that you don't become your own worst nightmare in sales because that's what always happens. You have a customer calls in and complains or you have a customer that, or a, a glitch. I have a software company mm -hmm. and it's a texting platform called Vanilla. And we had a client call us the other day. They sent 4,000 of their customers when they wanted to send 30 customers a text at a glitch and it sent it to all of their customer database. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Ooh, I had to totally spin it and be like, dude, what a blessing. You would have never said that to the customers. Now you've got to say it. And what if they text you back and say, yeah, like, you know what I mean? And I had to be For like, sure. oh, fetch. that's embarrassing. Anyway, but I can't give up and be like, this sucks. I just have to go freaking spin it, you know? So can you spin like, say you're selling alcohol or e-cigs right now or whatever, those e-buns, would you be able to convince yourself those are good for you? Um, <laughs> some people could. But some people, you just have to switch industries. I mean, I got yeah. to a point where I didn't stay in alarms forever. I, I I switched to solar. I got a little bit more passionate. But at the end of the day, I wasn't a guy that was like, ooh, I want to save the planet. I, like, I'm not a big tree hugger guy. Like, I'm not like global warming studying and stuff. Like, now I care about it more. Now I paid attention to it. Now, but like when I got into it, I was like, oh, more money? Like, cool. 
and it's a win financially for the customer. That's cool. You know, it's a better smart decision than paying the electric bill. Everybody yeah. needs power. And so it, it, there were just everything added up, right? But every solar product I sold wasn't the best scenario that I realized maybe six months later. They called me they're like, hey, my bill isn't less or whatever. And it wasn't like, I'm like, at least you're helping the planet. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so, yeah. so then I started to be a little bit more, you know, I had to start to just say, how do I spin it so that I don't like kill myself? But yeah, I got out of alarms. I found that there was a better product, a better opportunity, a better feeling that I felt mm-hmm. when I walked away from a customer. Better, easier to go to sleep at night, maybe. Yeah, too? easier to go sleep at night because at the end of the day, like I, I have sold things where I'm like, ah, like I just did that because I knew I wanted to feel the the mm-hmm. rush of getting a sale. Which now, like in my more mature state of career, I look at it and I kind of like, okay, stop being so money hungry and figure out how do you put customers first. And that's actually where I've grown as a business a lot more is saying, okay, customers truly feel you care about them, not just trying to nickel and dime and mm-hmm. make a buck. And, and, it, and at the end of the day, it's on you now. It's not just that like, oh, it's the company's product. Exactly. I'm just selling it. I'm just hired to sell it. Yeah. And when you become the boss, that's when you realize, oh, th- this is a reputation I have to cater to. Like this exactly. is a, you know what I mean? I look at like my dad, my father-in-law situation where I'm like, that's my company. The worst part about that is three houses down, the CFO lived. Like I'm of the, talking of the product of, you were selling of the, of the product. He knows it. He calls him. He goes, "Are you kidding me?" Like it wasn't just my reputation. Mm-hmm. It's now like one of the executives that he's a and and my father-in-law is like really well known. Like he's a very prominent icon in our in that community. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like the CFO gets that call. It's like, now it's his reputation. Now that there's an awkward, there's an awkward conversation that has to happen. Yeah. And so, you know, you look at it and you go, is it, what's more important, my integrity, my reputation, my, my identity, or, you know, hitting some goal or some number. And that's where a lot of things have shifted since kind of running a few companies. You know what I mean? Exactly. Everybody tuning in. It's uh, Sam Taggart, by the way. Be sure to check him out if you want to put a face to the name. If you're listening to one of the podcast platforms, it's d2du.com or d2dcon.com to check out more info about his uh, conference that's coming up in January. Number three, is it? Yeah, year three. We we, we have Ed Milet, Tim Grover, Coach Burt. Should have three to five thousand people there this year. It'll be it's a party, man. I remember when. uh, So welcome back to being on the on the show. Also. Uh, it's been about a year and a half since our first episode. You were actually guest number two. How, oh, how do you feel? How do you feel about that? I felt honored. Part of me is kind of like, well, one, the fact that I know a dude named Miro. Two, the, the fact that I got to be asked to be on a podcast when I was a nobody, probably when we were doing this podcast. You know what I mean? It was kind of like, hey, I see a potential in you, kind of thing. And now it's like, oh, looking back, we've both had some really cool journey. You know, I, yeah. I run a podcast and you know, it was, you were I just starting out too, right? Yeah. Same time? I mean, I probably had 30 episodes at that point, you know, now that there's, you know what like, you, you had, you had like a bodyguard with you, I guess, you, you know, Jonah, I think that was his yeah. name, right? Yeah. And, and I was like, man, anybody that's got like a bodyguard in front of him to talk to him. I'm like, he's gotta be somebody. Must, got it. So, yeah. And yeah. he had a book. So I was like, damn, ABCs of closing, right? That's the yeah. Book. Yeah. I still have it actually. Somewhere. Yeah, it's good. If you're looking to try to sell and um, close more deals and whatever you're doing, it's just like a bunch of one-liners and techniques mm-hmm. on different closes. It gives you kind of the practical, like, here's exactly what to say. Or I think a lot of books out there are very like, now I have to fill in the blanks. You know what I mean? It's super vague in general. This one's like, just say this line and I promise you'll close more deals. <laughs> so, And I have the book like... It's it's somewhere anyway. It's, 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 yeah, I keep looking at it all the time. It's hey, I just released the Audible version too, too so you can go get it on oh, Audible. Awesome. And I did a voice over you're, whatever you're doing called. it. I did it. You, you know, did I it. Hire, oh, I don't want to hire some Jamaican cat to be like. You know what? Like, that's cool because this way you could like add your feelings to it. Maybe like say a couple one liners additionally. Yeah. And tone is big in sales. Like you know, reading the book. I can say the same clothes. I could say like, 
So if I can take care of this, and would be there, would there be any reason in the world you wouldn't do it today? Or I could say, so if I could take care of this, like, would there be any reason in the world you wouldn't do this today? Or today? Or today? Or, you know what I mean? Like, it just, like you read that 20 different ways, you know what I mean? Like, so, so being able to hear the tonality and the, 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 the emphasis is, you know, like where, where to actually put the pressure, where to take it off. Like, you know, I tried to, granted, I'm not a great reader, so it was hard, <laughs> but I tried to like, add it's good. I, I think it's a critical thing. A lot of people learn that way and connect with people. Cause then you like hear the person's voice. You're like, damn, I'm like sitting here listening to him. Yeah. Um, and, but yeah, uh, it's the conference has come a long way, right? That's uh year one. I remember you, you just had a few guests, right. And, uh, about a thousand guests, but now I'm, I'm predicting how, how big is the number going to be this year? Yeah, probably three to 5,000. So anybody in direct sales or in-home selling, um, it's probably one of the largest in the country now, as far as like very catered to, you know, selling, like just very recruitment training, how to lead teams, how to, how to, how to build your, your kind of direct sales outbound sales programs, because, you know, there's so many like online marketing and digital this and make oh, yeah. a magic funnel that teaches you this. I'm like, I had a call yesterday with a cat. He's a, he runs a marketing company. He's like, Hey, let's partner up and we can, you have a great network. You're going to be able to help me sell all these deals and I'll give you a grip or whatever. And I was like, honestly, let's not even think about that. The question is all the companies you're currently selling. If you get them leads, they probably don't know what to do with the damn leads because they suck at selling them. They don't know how to follow up. They don't know how to close. They don't, you know what I mean? And I'm like, that's fantastic. But until you know how to close a deal down and sit belly to belly with a customer and like actually close and then why go get leads? You know what I mean? I was like, that's just more expensive for your leads. <laughs> like, so did, you, did you turn it around on him? You're like, yeah, so I maybe you. I should be selling you instead. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I totally flipped it. And he goes, he's like, yeah, you're right. Like, <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, anyway. Do you have like what do you what do you describe a perfect salesman? Since we're on the sales topic, like is there a unicorn? Like, yeah, did you ever come across the perfect person? One hundred ninety three pounds, six three. No, just kidding. It's definitely no. I'm not that tall, but I am one ninety four. Oh, nice! I almost nailed that. Um, No, that's a great question. So you know, obviously, I've recruited thousands of sales reps over my career, and interviewed interviewed the top reps on my podcast and been a top rep, like, and I've, I've kind of pinpointed different qualities. Right. And I'm writing actually book number two called the achievement formula. And it's all about kind of like, what are the common traits amongst these baddies that, um, they have. And, and a few of them, you know, there's a book called grit by Angela Duckworth and she has this kind of grit scale. Right. And I feel like that factors a lot into sales because dude, I've had some of the sharpest looking cats, with such good backgrounds, good schooling, you know what I mean? Like great families suck. And it's simply because they're just on a scale of one to 10 when it comes to grittiness or grindmanship mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call this. Like There's so many words now for everything. Yeah. It's like you, they were a four, you know, they just don't know how to pick up the phone and actually start dialing or start knocking or start whatever. And so I think the number one quality is if you could look for somebody that actually knows how to get kicked in the face and get back up, you're going to feel, you you can teach them the lines and the scripts and the tone and the questions like Mm -hmm. they can follow your system. So I just think honestly, the number one quality is guys that are willing to get up and grind and um, know what they want and are competitive enough to go get it. So looks have nothing to do with it really <laughs> except trim your nose hairs that's dude good advice trim your nose hairs bradley's mm-hmm. gonna say hey brush your teeth and uh anyway kind of looked the part obviously i think it's important but i think people can grind their way through whatever in my opinion right so at the end of the day anybody could do it that's that's the beauty of it right it's about and kind it's, of what's what's inside yeah it's the lubricant of society if you think about it sales is going to be what makes your business run. I mean, I, I, my biggest advice is every new entrepreneur, every guy that's mm-hmm. trying to switch from employee to boss, I think that they negate or they forget. They got to go sell. They still have to be the salesperson. You know yes, I mean? they do. 
day in, day out, every everywhere they go, they're selling themselves, the company, you name it. But specifically door to door, do you think door to door is here to stay no matter what? Because some would say, you know, door to door, like who even does that anymore? But oh, yeah. here you are thriving on it. It's interesting. So, you know, I've chatted with Gary Vandercheck about it, right? Like, I'm like, Gary, like, what, like, what's your side of this? And he's like, oh, it's dead. You know, and then I told I, you that. Yeah. Like, the, and, and I look at him and it's interesting. I was like, that's one opinion. I, I interviewed Ed Milet yesterday and, you know, I asked Ed Milet and he's like, literally, I need to introduce you to a lot more of my clients because mm-hmm. I think that more people need to know that door to doors, there's, there's a very, very hard substitute. Like it, it's hard to substitute the quality of if I can get a team of ninjas to go hustle direct to consumer or direct to the business, you know, you could go B2B, D2D, right? Like knocking the, like right there, belly to belly, that there's, it's irreplaceable in a lot of ways. So I always say it's the most efficient, inefficient way to do business. And a lot of people are like, that makes no sense. And it probably doesn't, but. What, what are you uh, talking about right yeah, now, man? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's, it's, if, if you gave me any product, uh-huh. I would beat you to market, beat you to revenue and cost you $0 other than eat what I kill type of money mm-hmm. than if you tried to go play me online right now, today. Let's, let's race, whatever yeah. it is. Because you would have to spend you know, potentially thousands of dollars putting together copy, ads, SEO, branding, this, that, follow-up, slow drips. You know what I mean? And it's a marketing strategy, which is very important. But in my opinion, it might not even work. And you just are out 10 grand and you made zero dollars. Where I'm out zero dollars other than a day of my face getting kicked in, but I'm out nothing other than my day of face getting kicked in, or I made 10 grand. Like, you know what I mean? I know guys that make millions of dollars knocking on doors and they, you know, they, they, like like Ed, he talked about a, a guy in his group. He's like, dude, I have a friend that's an arborist. He's take home pay. He's a one man band in Idaho and he makes $2 million a year by himself knocking on doors, going out and selling tree cutting. You know what I mean? Like, or I could try to put an ad out on the newspaper or a digital Mm -hmm. marketing and be like, do you need your tree cut down? Or just like, I don't know if you necessarily make $2 million as a one man band doing that. Probably not. How, how do you find people like that? That's, that's, that's a struggle I, I come across. And I think a lot of people do. Um, I don't know. I've always, I've always had a hard time finding people that strictly want to work door to door or get a just straight commission. Well, they're the, they're the one percenters. And that's, what's so cool about our tribe. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I take pride in this door to door tribe. You know, I have a Facebook group of 8,500 people. I have this conference where thousands of people come together and it's the one percenters. They're, they're very unique people that are willing to do what 99% of society is not willing to do, which is grind, which is mm-hmm. get out of bed, go get your face kicked in, but per, create value, be willing to actually grind and create value. And that's the piece that me and Ed jammed on yesterday was like, it, it's a dying it's a, it, it, unfortunately, and that's one of the reasons I created this movement is it's a dying skill set. It's a dying art. This like the younger generation is getting quite soft is mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. tell them to go knock doors and they just get anxiety and they have the, the mental health issue when you talk about it. <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, well, I don't even you did not. You did not. I just did. I just, like. I, I hate to break it to you, but it's Dude, like I. I am so offended right now, man. You should be. Take some more CBD right now, and you'll feel better. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, man. Hey, I mean, that's a great plug to uh, sell some CBD right there. Yeah, but dude, I just did a guy. Dude, literally, no joke. My last Facebook message, selling DD, CBD DDD. He's like. I'm the first CBD sales guy to go knock. And he's like, I'm crushing it. I sold a freaking hundred bottles like last week. And I was like, mm-hmm. like he's willing to. No one even does it that much. Like where I'm at in Chicago. I mean, full it's, it's kind of looked down upon. Like as soon as you see someone doing it, but no one does it. I've never no tried it, but 
But anyway, I, I just I, I make the joke. Oh, I just meant D to D in Chicago. Like, oh I, no, it's big, dude. It's the number one really? solar market right now, dude. In Chicago? Oh, dude, I probably got fifty friends that have probably made a million plus this last this last twelve months in Chicago selling solar right now. I wonder if they focus strictly on like the upper end neighborhoods. No, they just. I mean, anyway, do you pay a power bill? Dude, yeah. The government. So this the the utility company in in Chicago pays you to go solar plus the credits with this federal tax credit dude it's like free there it's like insane anyway roofing company i consulted a guy i have a client out in chicago that does roofs he'll he'll do 10 million in roofs this year in chicago storm restoration mm-hmm. he'll probably take home he's like our age and he'll probably take home two to three million bucks this year of that wow. oh i mean but he knocks doors that's a terrible profession like why would anybody why? do that like you know what i mean but like that's the thing. Like I've sold in, like a lot of people, it's how do you find them? It's, they exist, but it's a quality, it's a quality trait of changing a mindset to say, dude, if I told you that there was wads of cash hanging on a doorknob, all you needed to do is go knock it and say this. And you just mm-hmm. get to take the wad of cash home versus your other job. You have a $15 an hour. They'll give you who's the boss now. You have to go knock the door and pick up the wad of cash, whatever the service yeah. product or whatever is. That's all you have to do. Would you go knock more doors? You know what I mean? Like, would you, you know, I look at it and I say, I get paid for the no's. Every time I get a no, because I know my ratio, it's closer yeah. to a yes. So it's like, great. I just go pick up checks every freaking door. I don't care what you tell me because I know I'll get deals. And I know that it'll, it'll pay off way better than if I was sitting at an S job. Why do you think it is though? Why is everyone getting more sensitive like are you having a harder time finding the right people too there's just oh, yeah. a lot I mean, more the industry in general i mean and we say that but i also look at it like i, I gave a speech at door door and it was all about we're misinterpreting the millennial mind mm-hmm. in the sense of what do all millennials and gen z's or whatever they're called want if you had to really dive into the root what do they want happiness happiness and green green shakes and man green buns. shakes and man buns and impact and service and, and live dogs in, live in bali no kids dog freedom right that's kind of like think, think about it like i want to travel the world i want to make a million dollars by posting on instagram and do cool stuff and drive a nice car right that's 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 the life right now it is that's the life is, right now it is so let me ask you this if you knew so think about it uber why is uber successful because i can be my own boss work when i want it's freedom it's this it's I'm an entrepreneur. Like that is the wave. So if you knew door-to-door sales was literally exactly that. I went to Bali for a month last year. I drive the cars of my choice. I live in a million dollar home. Like, and I do what I want because I make my own schedule. I'm my own boss. I eat what I kill. I have unlimited potential to make income. I can travel for eight months of the year if I truly wanted to and make as much money in four months as most people make in 12. Mm-hmm. I don't really report. I have my own opportunity. Wouldn't you think that the Gen Z, Gen X, like all those mindsets would not like want that? Like, like you know what I mean? It's kind of like this. This is probably one of the only vehicles that gets you to go create that. But it took you a while to do it. It didn't happen overnight. I, I couldn't post a few things on Facebook and or Instagram, right? To make this happen. No, it's it's the part that's the conundrum is they are used to what hello cool about to close it man. Did I lose you? You there? Yeah. What, what, okay. okay. Uh, can you repeat that last part? The cool thing about okay. that. The cool thing about that is it, it fulfills the need of the instant dopamine hit that the millennial minds are getting because they have everything at their fingertips mm-hmm. on their cell phone. Because I can instantly create a check. I can instantly create a result. But the problem is, is it takes a skill set that a lot of people aren't willing to actually develop. Got Does that make sense? So yeah. like a lot of people struggle at saying, oh, communication, sales, you know, the art of that is an art. 
you don't wake up and you're not necessarily just automatically good. Some are better than others automatically, but at the end of the day, it can be learned. And I think a lot of people struggle at the grind it takes to actually develop any skill set or a mm-hmm. skill set. You know what I mean? Like, so as long as they're willing to be focused and actually commit to the cause and commit to actually making that a profession, like I see it as I'm a professional solicitor, you know what I mean? Or a yeah. knocker or whatever it is, then I can make professional money. At the age of 23, I made, I was a millionaire, you know what I mean? Because I saw this as like, okay, instead of going to the MBA or instead of getting like, I'm going to play in the MBA of sales and door to door is one of the most highest paying in my opinion, but, and I'm just going to play with the big leagues, you know what I mean? And, and compete against the best of the best. And, and if I looked at it that way, it's a sport, it's a game, it's a competition. I can play Mm -hmm. in the minors or the major leagues. It's, up to me but i think people like the game they like the idea of freedom they like the idea of earning potential and they get to be their own boss they like the idea of kind of this liberty to work when i need and when i want like more people should just wake up and get over the freaking stigmatism or this the what is it called the stereotype or the the ego i guess you could call it and just go do it. And I think that was interesting. Ed said, he's like, dude, the people that are actually at the top, not the fake influencers, not the like, he's like, it's the people that are actually at the top are the ones that were willing to actually go knock. It wasn't beneath them to be like, you won't see me caught dead knocking on doors. That's like beneath me. He's like the guys at the top. He's like, I knocked for freaking 20 years. He's yeah, like, I that's how he up, started, right? Yeah. He knocked doors. Like he's straight up door to door. And now he's, you know, one of the richest under 50 in America is a half a billionaire, but he was willing to knock for 20 years. He's like, the dudes at the effing top aren't too good for the knocking. Exactly. Go back to your roots and re- retrain that part, which which we could be trained, right? At d2du.com, which stands yeah, for yeah. university, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what we do is we help help sales guys and we have an industry specific content. We consult companies. We help them kind of with three pillars, you know, recruiting, like you said, like, how do you find them? There's an art to finding them. There's also Mm -hmm. art to creating them, which is the second piece, which is leadership. And the last one is sales. You know, like, are you totally like when I went out to Chicago and I went out with this girl that she was like one of the top reps in the industry. And I was excited to learn from her. I was like, Hey, let me shatter. Yeah. Right. And she's like, okay. And I, I watched her and I was like, really? Like that sucked. Like I was like, what? And I gave her, I, you know, I gave her some good solid tips. I think she's yeah. just a grinder. And I gave her some good tips. And she went from a 30% closing ratio to the over the next three weeks, she was closing at 70%. Wow. And and just from like the simple mm-hmm. me just giving her feedback. And she was already good. You know what I mean? And I think that. Just like even stuff like that, a lot of people, you know, one of Ed's advices, and I'm just, it's fresh in my mind, so I'm bringing up Ed Milet, but like, um, he's like, everybody should have a coach. Everybody should have a mentor. He's like, who, who's supporting you? What, are you? what are you being mentored by? What are you being coached by? What education are you actually getting? And there's very few people that actually have a very direct, like, education towards, like, in-home selling or mm-hmm direct to consumer. There's not many people out there that are like, here, there's an art to it. Let me teach you the formula. You don't think there's too many coaches out there though? Like oh, everybody is claiming to be a coach. Oh, I think this is that. And that's why I said the real people, mm-hmm. you know, it's funny. Like I was talking to a cat and he's like, if you can't do teach and if you can't teach, teach PE. No, <laughs> but you know, it was, he's like, He's like, but for all the PE teachers out there, you're the the real winners. Love you and support you. There was definitely a phase in high school where I wanted to be a PE teacher. I I thought that was the greatest job ever. Exactly. I'm like PE teachers. That's the best. Anyway, so I, uh, but like, but it's a good thing because that's the thing. I think that there's 80 percent, 90 percent of the coaches, the mentors, they're the guys that can't do or aren't willing to knock, so they figure they'll just go to teach it. One of our core values is we walk the walk, not just talk the talk. Yeah, so like I go, I, I go to a company and mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, I have CEOs and, and, and managers that when I go out to there, I make them extremely uncomfortable because I, I'm like, all right, why are you wearing dress shoes? Like, why aren't you wearing your tennis shoes? We're going to go knock. And they're like, what? 
I'm like, no, we're going out in the street. Like we're going to go do this. And they're like, oh man, it's been years. Or it's like, are you, I don't know if I'm ready. And I'm like, are you effing kidding me? Like you're leading this company and you just said, I don't know if I'm ready to go Damn. show my guys how to sell with you. Like, like that's embarrassing in and of itself. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm the effing consultant where technically I'm not getting paid to get sales in your name. I'll pay for my own damn fee because I throw in deals and I'll say, like, watch me do it because I want to stay fresh. I want to prove that like, I'm not afraid to go get my face kicked in. There's been times where I've closed every single door that I went to. Mm-hmm. And then there's been times where I blanked in front of them. And it's like, well, that was interesting. Like, On to the I, next one, right? I, like that happens to me too. I'm not a freaking like invincible, but I'm willing to say thick or thin, good or bad. I don't care. I'm, I'm going to go show you and be willing to get in the trenches just like you should be doing with your people. And uh, anyway, I think even in leadership, a lot of bosses, they fail to, I call it the William Wallace effect. They fail to play William Wallace leading from the front, getting in the trenches, showing their people how to throw down. And they feel like I'm now the boss. I get to sit in the throne. You minions go make money for me. And it's like, no, 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 no. The people at the top, not the fake guys. Like you said, there's so many self-proclaimed coaches, self-proclaimed mentors, all these cats. It's probably because they're not willing to actually go grind. Damn, that's deep. That's deep. You should uh, release something like a statement about that. That could be very, very controversial. I could see it. But I, I fully agree. Like, I think there's someone that will teach me to do anything right now. And then you look them up who they are and it's just blanks. It's like, come on, are you, are you kidding me? But, uh, kind of full circle, you know, interesting thing is why do salesmen, and I'm sure you relate to this. Why do they like being sold? Like, have you ever just listened to others pitches just to listen, just for fun? I I was in a phase. I, I knew I was trying to buy a car. And I was in this phase of like, like delaying buying the car just because I entertained. Ah, I was, I was so entertained going to the lots. I love getting phone calls. Like I used to be in Mark telemarketing. So, oh, I, dude, I, I went to Walmart the other day and the direct TV cats are there in the, in the Walmart trying to sell direct TV. Granted, I have satellite university. Like I trained and knocked and and have interviewed the best direct TV guys time, you know what I mean? That would like mm-hmm. make these guys times 50. Right. And I, I just let them kind of pitch me for a while. And I was like, how about this? Just go check out my podcast. It'll help you. Like I just left it. Like, I'm like, you just oh, need man. some love. And I gave him the episode <laughs> and I didn't, I did it out of love. I was like, yeah, Dude, that's I, funny. I'm like, how, are, how, how long have you been doing it? You did a pretty good job, man. And, uh, here's some tips. Listen to this one, fix this. I'm telling you your stance was way off. And he was just like, good. who are you? I was like, just go check this one out. And it was just funny. Like, I love it. And I'll tell you what, I don't buy if you suck. So there was the car that I wanted in the mm-hmm. lot. And the guy hands me the keys. He's like, all right, go drive it. And I was like, no, 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 no. This isn't how it works. I know I want the car, but out of principle, I'm not buying from you. I will go to a different lot to buy this car because you absolutely suck. I was willing to tell him that. And I said, don't take this as like me hating you. It's me saying, if I if somebody doesn't tell you this now, you're going to be yeah. a broke-ass salesman for a long time. The second principle, though, is if anyone knocks my door, I will buy from them. So if they're good, though. so I, I was going to say, you should not be announcing that to the world. <laughs> no, so I have announced it. So check this out. Mm-hmm. I'm on Instagram. And I'm like, dude, I got ants. Like literally like this morning, I was like, dude, I have ants. Like I was like, what the heck? And I posted on Instagram the same day. Okay. I had probably 10 pest control owners text me. Hey, I'll give you pest control for free if you post about us. Like free service. No Mm -hmm. strings attached, right? The same day my door gets knocked by a pest control dude. I'm like, I never get knocked. What are the chances? He comes up and he's good. And I like, I was like, hey, like do you know who I am? He's like, no, like had no idea who I was. And I was like, maybe it was part of his pitch. No. So then I was like, I know how to, I know. Yeah. So then I was like, you're playing me. So I was like, show me your, your, your tracking, show me your area, like that you're truly knocking this area. Mm -hmm. And he had dropped pins and had known the neighbors and he had had deals in my neighborhood and stuff. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. 
So I'm like having hidden camera film. You can go check it out on my YouTube, DDD Experts, because we had hidden, like, I was like, hey, Lindsay, my sister, I was like, hurry, I got a solicitor coming. We filmed this, like, just because I was like, what are the chances? Yeah, you never know what's. Yeah, you never know. It's like, just pull out the camera. Yeah. Anyway, so knowing I could have got it for free, I paid $500 for effing pest control and I had to buy from him because of my damn principal. I was like, you're good. And had this been tomorrow, I would have been serviced already and it would have been free, but damn it, you're good. Like, and you got good it. job. I said, good job. I had to pay it. You know what I mean? So anyway, yeah. I appreciate it. I love getting sold. I, I, I love it. So. It's so interesting. Yeah, anything you do, uh, it's something something about that, especially especially sales. And, and uh, I, I guess lastly, kind of something that, also kind of is is a taboo thing and a lot of people talk about it is sales gets a bit gets a bad rep it definitely does especially with abuse addiction you know that it's like you get that high get that high why is that do you do you know why there's so much addiction going on and abuse so when i interview so you ask the question what makes a good sales rep here's a great interview question when you're trying to find good salespeople, and 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 if you do it the right way it's actually really funny Hey, so this is a weird question. It's going to catch you off guard, but it's really important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever been diagnosed or felt that you have ADD? And obviously the reaction is like, do I answer this honestly or do I like, you know what I mean? They don't know where to play with this. So then they're like, if they say yes, I go, you're hired. <laughs> they're like, what? Like, weren't expecting it to be like a positive, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. I found a common trait among sales reps tends to be ADD. A common trait amongst ADD people tends to be addiction, meaning they like to, um, they have a tendency or a, a more sensitivity to a dopamine hit, like pornography, cocaine, whatever, cigarette. Like, yeah. they, they tend to be more addictive personalities. It's a good thing because if you're a good sales leader, you know how to leverage the addiction of Mm -hmm. the sales hit or the competition winners or certification winners or or awards. You know how to play addiction to that to leverage Mm -hmm. good Mm -hmm. salespeople. And I think that it commonly guys that succeeded in this are ones that are being able to be uber focused and play to that strength of saying, ADD can be a gift. You look at some of the biggest CEOs in the world and they actually have ADD. Um, it's just being able to channel it in the right direction mm-hmm. where unfortunately, lots of sales cultures have channeled it in the wrong direction, giving it that bad rap. You could only control it though to, to so much, right? Because at the end of the day, this, dude, this person working for you crushes it and then goes off the grid. Well, it's teaching them how to have a good... It's, it's you controlling the environment you can control Meaning, what are you tolerating? What are you not tolerating? Mm-hmm. What's your, you know, are you like turning a, a blind eye and being like, yeah, it's totally okay to have cocaine. I found, but because he, he's my top rep, I can't fire him. Or is it, hey, we have a strict policy and a core value. We live by that. We appreciate those that do. I don't care if you're selling the most in our company or the least. And I think that being able to you, assert, determine and it's not negotiable is your, what you're willing to tolerate mm-hmm. prior. Instead of going case by case, you then diminish your leadership influence there. But it's also saying, okay, what, what are my standards? What's my core values? What am I tolerating? What's the environment I create? Because I do believe you have control over that as, as an owner and a leader. So is that something you had to deal with? Did you have to fire someone over oh, a situation? Uh, and there's been times where I was super stupid and didn't fire him or I was scared. Or I and was, it bit you, it bit you an ass later on? It's, it's playing the short game versus the long game. You know what I mean? I put up with stuff that I probably shouldn't have, or I've seen reps, you know, like do some stupid stuff. And it's like, you know, knowing what I know now, and it's not easy. It's not always a comfortable feeling going to guys, especially producers. If they suck, it's like, yes, you give me a good excuse to cut the fat is what we call right. it. Yeah. And, 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 and it's like, but if they're good, that's hard. I mean, it's, 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 it is very hard to let talented guys go. Cause you're, like, man, they're diamond, like they're, they're a diamond in the rough. They're hard to find. You know what I mean? Like, so, but it's, it's saying, what are you willing to tolerate and just make the decision now versus in the moment? Because in the moment it gets hard. And if you set the expectation when you hire people mm-hmm. and then you, you hold to that, not so always kind of waver your, your, your boundaries, then yeah. it, you'll have a good sales environment. Awesome. Well, now 
we are on to our listeners' favorite segment of the show. Welcome to the round with no name. I don't know if you remember taken. last time, but we we kind of we did this a little bit. Um, we 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 run into a couple questions, so we're not going to ask you uh, the same thing that we asked you last year and a half ago. But but we got a couple new things. The rules did not change. You still get five seconds to initiate an answer. Otherwise, my producer Steve Wiley. Uh, he only got worse now. Back then, he would just give me a hard time. Now he comes out and he's threatening to break legs, man. So, five seconds to initiate an answer. That, that's all we. That's all we get. Okay. So without further ado, no pressure at all. No pressure at all. Yeah. I'm what? Like Stress now. Okay. Go. At least I'm witty. At least I'm quick. I'm a sales guy. Another good quality. Yeah. There. That's that's what we're testing here. Why is the police outside? Hold on. All right. You got cops across the street. Something interesting is going on. Okay. Keep going. It's got to be a salesman. Love it. Yeah. Solicitors. Solicitors in the neighborhood. Damn solicitor getting, <laughs> getting yeah. beat again. Getting, yeah. For you. sure. Okay, go. Sorry. What is your favorite movie? Dumb and Dumber. Oh, it's a classic. Oh, yeah. How okay. do you drink your coffee? Don't drink coffee. Ooh, why is that? Uh, it's against my religion. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Got it. Um, what uh, do you, if you had an unlimited amount of money right now, what would you do with it? What kind of business would you start and not your own? Uh, non-charitable or charitable? Uh, I, I guess let's do non-charitable because a lot of people say charitable stuff. Yeah, yeah. Let's go non-charitable. Um, I would definitely do a bad tech company. I'd go blow this texting company up. And oh, actually, I'll tell you what. I have an app called Home Ready. And Home Ready. R-E-D-E. So it's a home service lead share app and I would blow the shiz out of that. It's basically like Uber, Uberitizing home service sales. It's pretty dope. Anyway, that's what I would do. I'm going to talk about that. What is your, I, I know you're really into sports. Um, what is your favorite sport? Uh, basketball in the mornings, golf in the afternoons. That is, do you get a lot of that in right now or? I just sprained my ankle last week, so not as of the last three days. So just, yes. just golf, golf, golf? Golf right now, yes. So what is the one item, since it's not coffee, what is the one item that you consume every day or something maybe you wear on you, but it's the one thing that makes you you? You can't go a day without uh, it. I like my white monster. Your white monster. Wow. So no coffee. But I can drink white the white monster. monster. I know. It's weird. Trust me. What? What? <laughs> what is going I, on here? I have a tail, horns, and five wives. It's okay. But you do? No. <laughs> Damn, dude. I'm I mean, we're like, doing part three of this I, tomorrow. Just, we're doing part three. We are I'm breaking this down. I want to know <laughs> okay. what other careers you have, what they do, how many kids you yeah. have. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Keep going. I love if it. we are about to have a serious business meeting, I flew in and I'm like, Sam, we're, we're going to make millions together. And I walked out with socks and sandals. What would you say? You walked out with socks and sandals, meaning yeah, like naked. I was, I, was, I was wearing <laughs> socks and sandals in like in my regular attire. Like I just didn't dress up for it. Nothing. I was just like whatever. Uh, that's that's normal, dude. I mean, I would be uncomfortable if you were wearing a suit in my world. Like it, it, for my space, it's like Nike sponsors my industry basically. So anything you know, it, it, for us, it's flat brim hats and Nike, like is kind of our MO, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like it? flat brims, but you, you never you never sold in socks and sandals? Um I actually have. <laughs> so look at I, that. Like I like I am a socks and sandals guy. That See? is actually really weird. It's pretty comfy, man. I wear them I wear them during all my interviews. Dude, those Jesus sandals, dude? We call them <laughs> jandals, <laughs> jandals, dude. The jandals, dude. Jandals. Oh yeah. So last time we talked about nichified. Today we got jandals. I mean, you're just full of new words. You got to like come up with your own. Do you ever think about that? The D to D dictionary? Oh, I had a Sam Taggart dictionary. My sales team had on the whiteboard a running tally of words that I've made up. So uh, yeah, I've definitely. So this is nothing new. Kind of new to the whole. Yeah, it's, it's not new to the to me to just be like, oh, that's that's a word. Count it like grindmanship. I was speaking in front of like 500 people out in freaking Dallas. And uh, I'm like, all right, everybody raise your hand. If you grade yourself one to 10, where's your grindmanship? <laughs> it's like, yep, that just came out like that. We're going on that. Like running with this guys, grindmanship, raise your hand. 
<laughs> it was Hell awesome. Yeah. Anyway. Which interview for your podcast have you been the most nervous about? Honestly, this Ed Milet one was was scary. So we we start the podcast. It was uh-huh. so funny. Like I was nervous. Dude, crushed mm-hmm. it. I'm excited to launch this. Um, so D2D-podcast, if you're interested. I'm sure by the time this goes out, it'll be out. But um, so we start the podcast and he looks at me. Kind of one of those like looks like, like kind of like, He's serious. It's on, right? It's like I'm I am intimidating muscle mass, you know. He turns and I just bust out laughing. Like I just <laughs> couldn't hold it in. So now I get into this laughing mode and I'm like, all right, take two. But I'm like, you know, when it's like like when you're ticklish and tickling becomes more sensitive, mm-hmm. laughing becomes more like anyway. I was like, anything you would say probably would have just sent me off into a laugh mode. And I was like, oh shiz, I got take two. And it was so hard because I'm like this is embarrassing, but I'm in my laugh mode. Let me calm down. Let's do this. And it was, it was probably the first time I've been like thrown off anyway. So I'm sure it felt good afterwards, right? Oh, dude, we crushed. It was like, boom, dude. And he looks at me and he's like, you're really good at this. And to come from like an end by let, who's probably been on a bunch of shows and Netflix is about to buy his show. And you know what I mean? You're just like, you meant that, didn't you? He's like, yeah, I want you on my show. I'm like, cool. Like that was cool. You know what I mean? So I was, that was scary. You know, you're walking into a $20 million house and you're like, okay, this is, this is intimidating. Awesome. So. Well, you survived. I survived. I didn't have to deal with my producer at all again today. So I'm, I'm very happy. I'm going to be a happy man today. Hopefully I got your blood flowing. I got you thinking and, yes. uh, and, and you're ready for uh, the next, the, the next step. Uh, I wanted to thank you. Thank you again for taking the time out, you know, doing this. It's, it's been fun. Can't wait to catch up again. You know, hopefully not as long, but definitely uh, looking forward to seeing how things go. Mike is yours. Mike is yours. If you want to have any final closing thoughts. Anybody? No, anybody listening. If you come out to Utah in January, d2dcon.com, check it out. It's if you're doing anything in sales or building a business in sales, um, it's a place to be. You know what I mean? All the top dogs come. Yep. We have awards and speakers and 40 plus speakers and vendors. We have 70 plus vendors. Um, you know, I mean, it's a cool conference. So, um, and then, you know, YouTube, uh, Instagram at the same tagger, you know, I've got a podcast, like just go look up Sam Taggart and I'm sure I'll show up. There's a girl that was on like some TV show that shows up a lot. And then there's me, you know, it's kind of me and her, this TV all-star and uh we compete for that sam taggart spot so i'm like dang it why does that have to be a chick wait really <laughs> so, yeah really oh, man. and i'm just wait, like wait really go look it up her, go google her? it dude you're, yeah you're like that's her alias too it's not even like her actor actor's oh, name up. it's see what i mean shut you're like up. really like do you own that like that like what samantha like, no. taggart what yeah, <laughs> screw you so at uh. the sam taggart dot com or it, it is my instagram and, and and you can find me on youtube d2d experts but the other piece of advice i'd say is be proud to say i knock doors you know what i mean like whatever you're doing you're knocking doors to win like maybe not physically going to somebody's home at six o'clock while they're eating dinner but it might be that you have to go out and and knock doors to get whatever's behind the door. And that's the opportunity. That's what the success lies behind the door. You got to go knock it. So I speak a lot on this book I'm writing, which comes from the, the scripture, Matthew 7, 7, which is ask and you shall find, or ask and you shall receive, seek mm-hmm. and you shall find, knock and it shall be open to you. And I believe in that principle of just saying, in order to achieve in life, you follow that formula. That's deep. That's deep. And the new book is going to be called one more time. Achievement formula, but give it some time, people. It's going to be like a good one. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> so okay. So, so, so we're not going to put you on the spot that it's going to be out like next now, spring. No, okay. it's, it's, no. it's, it's in the research. I've developed all the concepts, started on a couple chapters, but mm-hmm. I'm filming a documentary next, next summer. So I, I oh, bought sweet. a bus and I'm traveling around the country for 10 weeks filming a, a documentary about door-to-door. And, and actually today I finalized the nonprofit, the Door-to-Door Association. And um, anyway, a lot of the research will be done traveling around the country and through these podcasts. So mm-hmm. it's, pretty, it's pretty cool. I'm going to pull it kind of like Tim Ferriss tool, Titan slash 
just this cool book. Anyway, it'll be, it, it, I want it to be very like deep. That. So anyway, I don't want to just Ho- rush through it. So Ho- hopefully you stop in Chicago. It is. So Chicago is freaking in July. It's one of the later it's stop number eight, dude. So I, uh, Hey man, you I, better I, be there. I'm localized events, man. I'm hey, July, it. I'm getting uh Mary July 4th. So I don't know what you're, that's what a you're... terrible thing. Don't, <laughs> not that you're getting married, that you're just, that, you, that you're borrowing the 4th of July. That's a disgrace. So don't like, don't steal it's, America's day. It's going to be fun, that's man. America's We're day. celebrating both. We're celebrating both. It's Your always going to be a celebration. Be always forever. cheaper. Yeah. You're like, we have fireworks every anniversary. That's yeah, man. Dope. And yeah. I mean, I'm telling everybody way in advance and, uh, don't worry. You know, I don't, I don't drink, don't drink coffee. I'm your cheapest attendee. So I will be there, you know? <laughs> so, all right. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, uh, I mean, and just the conference alone, you mentioned it is January 16th through 18th Yes. in Salt Lake city. You can check, check it out on D 2 D the number two, uh, con.com and previous guests have been Jordan Belfort, right? Uh, yeah. this year got Tim Grover at my left. I mean, the, the speakers are just phenomenal. So definitely, definitely something to check out. Uh, yeah. Something to be excited about. It's not your typical average. It's not your typical conference. It definitely all. is very, it's an experience would be the better way to put it. Like a sales experience. It's very, we have sales games going on. We have different, like it's workshops that are very interactive. It's very like everybody get up and like get certified in sales. Like there's a sales certification process that we do. Like it's pretty dope. Like anyway, go check it out. I know a lot of people are always trying to say like, you know, there's like the typical events that you see online or whatever, but like this one has been deemed by, I can't tell you how many people by far the best conference that they've, and I'm not trying to say that to toot my horn. So I, I, I say this humbly because I don't, I don't do it all. It's a team effort. Like I have a lot of support behind me, um, but it's definitely been deemed a very powerful and impactful conference. So awesome. Well, Sam Taggart, everybody looking forward to seeing what's next. Take care. Yeah. Thanks, man. That is all for this episode of boss to boss. Your next step is to visit boss2boss.com where you will find proven techniques followed by professionals to help you make that next step. Again, that is boss, the number two, boss.com. And remember, the time is now.